into this show. My name is Sean with the Milestone Squadcast. I was just telling Brother Will I call it the Squadcast because in order to change our community and save a dying generation, it's going to take a team, a squad. Yes, sir. So today I'm joined by uh, Will Davis, a former gang leader, gang member from Compton, California, who now lives up here in Spokane. He has a brother, Pastor Sean Davis, who's well known throughout our community. Uh, from Jesus is the Answer Church. Um, the last time we were on the show, we were talking about um, the gang issue in our community. I had Chief Mido, Sheriff Ozzy, Philip Tyler, and Latrice Williams. Um, and that was part one of this conversation on the gang violence in our community. Um, a couple of days ago, we got together and we had a, a live press conference uh, with the sheriff and um, we're just continuing the, the conversation. I feel like with the recent uh, killing over this past weekend, um, that Before. one really, yeah, that one really affected a lot of people. Um, and so after the press conference, I was at Walmart that evening and a, a lady approached me and she was like, are you, did I just see you on TV? And I'm like, no, not me. She was like, some guy looks just like you. He's wearing exactly what you're wearing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm just playing. That was, that was me. Right. And she shared with me how she's afraid to go out even to her car in the evening in their mm. driveway. And that her husband don't let her leave the house by herself at, when it gets dark. Wow. And so what she, she had affirmed that the message was spot on. So... Um, I want to continue the conversation and trying to help people to see the reality of what's going on today and then what, what, is, what it will look like five, ten years from now if we continue to act like the problem doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. So welcome, man. Thank you for joining me, Don. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Sean. Uh, my name is William Davis, and, and as Sean stated, I am from Compton, California. I grew up in Watts, actually. Uh, and you, you helped start a couple of Jordan Down sets. projects, yes. Uh, in 1963, I'm telling my age, I moved into the Jordan Down projects with my auntie, and uh, I had about four, five, six different friends, and, and we actually lived on uh, 103rd and Grape. Uh, so they Grape called Street. us the Grape Street Boys uh, right. at the beginning. And, you know, when we first started out, it was a community group. I mean, we took care of our the projects. It was four projects in Watts. But as time transpired, things got a little more out of hand, out of hand. And then we added more to the group. And, and uh, 
and the gang violence started. Probably it it about, erupted more yeah. as drugs got introduced into the around community. Around 65, just just yeah. after the riots, the Watts riots, Watts riots uh, which yeah. I participated in, uh, the violence you know got a little more. Uh, we got connected with some East Side guys, uh, Raymond Washington and his crew. And then we connected with uh, Tookie Williams. Up in so the these, these are the men that, that started the, the Crip game. Raymond Washington is, is given the credit for starting the East Side Crips. And right. then Tookie Williams. For West Side Crips. Is West Side. And we yeah. all used to gather together at this sportsman park and just hang out. We were teenagers. Right. Uh, so those gangs who helped start the Grape Street. Was, yeah. And, and then we moved to Compton. And then some of the That guys, stuff got yeah. around the world, man. It like I knew dudes that were claiming that stuff out in even Germany. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just really want to highlight the, the depth of your involvement in, in it, in, um, at its infant stages of gangs, mm -hmm. right? At the, the beginning? The very beginning yeah. of it. From and you saw it. up to 69. You saw it grow. I saw it growing. And, and every time, you know what I mean, there was a, a situation in different parts of the city, we were all called together by Tookie. You know, to me, it's just it's called Sportsman Park. Uh, now it's Jesse Owens in Los Angeles, and we would all meet up, and Tookie would map out uh, what we were going to do and what neighborhoods we were going to attack and take over and take over. Yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. Right. That was the job. Once Tookie and Raymond started making decisions for uh, Watts, Compton, East Side, West Side. Right. So um, you mentioned the other day when we were talking that you were part of the people the of people that would send gang members to other states, other cities. In 19... Uh, Was that correct? 82, 83, uh, Crips got involved and the Bloods got involved with a guy named Freeway Rick. Ricky Ross. Ricky Ross. Right. And the Ricky real Ross, Rick Ross. Yeah, the real Rick Ross, not the rapper. Anyway, right. Rick Ross uh, had a connection with uh, DEA, which is Drug Enforcement, mm -hmm. and uh, he was working with them because at that time, uh, Nicaragua was fighting uh, to be independent, and our government was helping them. I mean, this is this is facts. You can Google this, uh, and uh, Rick Ross, they gave him the cocaine, he put it in the streets, and a lot of gang members were getting packages from him and disputing them, disputing them, and... Uh, what happened was 82, 83, uh, there was a decision made because uh, the police department was coming in and crashing homes. They, they had the battering rams and everything, so it was hot. So the gangs decided and got together and said, hey, you know, we need to send drugs out to other states. And that's when people started picking different states to get on the Greyhound to transport the drugs to different states because at the time, Greyhound wasn't, they didn't have the dogs. They didn't have sniffers. Right, you right. could take two, three, four keys and put them on the Greyhound and ride the bus to another state. Which first it was Seattle, and then eventually Spokane became yeah, one of the Seattle, point. Tacoma, Portland. First, that right. was the first shipments went out, and once that became profitable, then we came down the map, and then Spokane happened to, right. to be the next stop coming down the map. So another thing we talked about back then that it seems to be happening still here in Spokane, like. One of the advantages of these gangs sending, sending work into these smaller towns is that the people aren't aware, they're not prepared, they're not equipped to, to try to stop it. Well, I mean, you, it's, it, you, you got to understand that 
if something comes into a city that they haven't had to deal with for years or forever. Ever, yeah. You know what I mean? It's new, so it's going to take them a time, you know right. what I mean, to get adjusted, to see what's going on, see what the consequences are, you know what I mean? So right. it, it, it takes a long time for the catch up. So the same thing is happening with Spokane today is we the gangs have up. been here, the gangs have been here, but now that the violence has escalated, and the kids are younger. It's hard and we've to hide. Had so everybody many, notices it So now. many deaths compacted in one period of time. Yeah. Now everybody's like, whoa, we you got a problem. You can't help but notice it. We got a problem. Right. What can we do? And that's where, you know, we're here to talk about, you know, not, what only, can we do? not only the solutions, but also, you know, I want people to understand uh, there's a different type of mentality to be involved in the game to participate in gang activity and to actually follow through on, on certain acts. You know, back in the day, we yeah. had guys that we knew uh, were just good at holding drugs, guys that were good at doing burglaries, car thefts, because we used stolen cars to do our gang activities. Right. And then we had guys that we knew would be involved in committing, you know, personal harm. Shooting people. Shooters. Exactly. Right. You know, you can actually talk to a person over a period of time and say, oh, you know, this guy is a shooter. Right. But what we have now here in Spokane, that the gangs have escalated to where certain guys are almost being raised to be shooters. Every case we've had in the last 10 months, I've known the kids. Me and my brother have worked with the kids, and we know the mentality of the shooters that's been arrested for all the murders that's happened. So let, let's let's now. let's talk really quickly about your involvement in our community and the kind of work you've done since you've been up here. Well, ever since I've been here, it's been uh, you know it's it's under the mentoring label, but but I'm a counselor. You know what I mean? I do anger management. I do alcohol drug education. Hey, you got three gainage, college degrees, three degrees in in, in different right. things. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. So. Uh, you know, when it comes to me addressing the kid and they know that I'm one of the guys that originated the problem, uh, I get a better rapport with the kids. You got credibility. Credi street credibility right. than most people that, uh, here in Spokane. So, uh, you know, we've been able to really, really touch a lot of lives, you know, and, and you know, I'm always thinking about what I didn't do right in this particular case, this particular case, you know what I mean? But my brother being a pastor, you know, has always said, you know, you never walked on water, you know. <laughs> that hits me, you know, because I want to save everybody because I know, because even, even, even personally, you know, I have lost two of my brothers due to gang activity. My wow. personal brothers, my blood brothers right. have been killed due to gang violence, uh, something that I was a part of starting, you know. But here, what, what I want the community to understand that uh, – we had, even though, you know, I had gangbang and everything, you know, we had a, a lot of good community support towards the end. Uh, right. So what, what role, like, how did God bring you out of it? Because I know. It was, it was, it was mostly, actually, um, you know, I'm in a 12-step program. I have 21 years right. clean and sober. Uh, I've been involved and in, in active in, in four different anonymous groups, uh, AA, NA, CA, and then CGA. CGA is Gangs and Criminals Anonymous in California. But my, my faith was based on the program itself. It wasn't actually until 
uh, I got to Spokane in 216, and I started going to my brother's church, that I started getting a better spiritual connection with God. I started seeing the results. You started encountering Jesus and in yes, your life. Yes, yes, yes. You began to see it because it yeah. was always there. It was always there. You right, know what I mean? Right. The prayers for my there. families. Right. And I knew God is the one that brought me out of all of my problems and, and kept me safe and, and, you know, kept me out of jails and institutions. For a time just like right now. For, <clears throat> for, time for now, this, you know. Yeah. And, and like I said, I listened to, you know, my religious leaders, which is actually my brother and my sister. I have a baby sister who's a pastor. You know, so whenever I have those those religious, you know what I mean, and I'm combating, you know, I can call either my brother or sister, which is, you know, is a blessing for me. <laughs> right, but you right. can go to your your siblings for spiritual and religious guidance, and, yeah. and that's what Can't wise counsel. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, I just don't just go out and do whatever I want to do anymore, like right. I used to do when I was gang banging. So you want to talk a little bit more about um, what it is the sheriff is doing, what the chief is trying to do. Well, from the meeting we had the other day, because, you know, for 16 years I worked with uh, Compton Sheriff Carson uh, in L.A. You know, you have Sheriff Department and you have the, the local police. You got the LAPD, you got Sheriff Carson, Wilmington, San Pedro. I worked in that area. <clears throat> and, and out there, uh, they, they're more into uh, proactive and suppression, which I mean is is they're always addressing the gang problem. Right. They're always visible. They're always around. And, and that was one of the reasons that the gangs move so much, you know, because of the suppression and the visibility of the police. Right. They had to they had evade. To they had to evade, right. you know. Right. And, and my thing is the community always supported whatever programs. I, I, I worked with a program with this uh, ex-football player, Hall of Famer, uh, Jim Brown. Uh, I've worked with, with Snoop Dogg. He had a football camp. He used to come down to a program I worked. You know, there was a lot of other people that helped out to suppress the, the gang violence. The program I worked with, I used to go in the community all the time and talk to the gang leaders and the gang bangers, you know what I mean? Because I had them in my group, in my program, and I said, look, as long as this guy is trying to get off probation, trying to stop gang banging, I need your support. And they would give it to me. We got together with the some local gang leaders. Yeah, gang the local leaders. leaders. I mean, we knew they were gang leaders. I knew them. They knew me. They knew right. my nephew. They knew my brother. So so that connection, because I had family connection, I could go and say, hey, I don't want this guy gangbanging no more. And they'd say, okay, well. And they would tell him, you can no longer gangbang as long as you're in this program trying to get your life together. Wow. We need that here. We need to go into the communities and let them know that there's resources Right. There's things for the kids to do. Before I left Los Angeles, we had what you talked about, the wraparound system. Right. Where you got the probation officer, we had a pastor, we had the school, we had uh, mental health, you know, because I also work with mental health. Because we know some kids have different diagnoses, right. you know, different issues. PTSD, all yeah, that. Due yeah. to a lot of different things. Up here, uh, our biggest problem here in Spokane is kids have two different diagnoses that are serious, ADD and ODD. ADD is, is, is the tension difference, and then you have oppositional defiance disorder. Uh, now they are connecting. So you have a kid that's running around. Hyperactive. Hyperactive, and then you have one defiant. that's defiant. Right. You put two, those two together, and that's what we got today in Spokane. 
And seeing a lot of this is the the home environment home that they're growing environment, up in. Because the trauma about, they're exposed think about to. This. If you got a kid that's hyper, you know what I mean? You're constantly telling this kid, go sit down, go over there, stop that, don't do nah, this, you, don't that do that. That ain't gonna work, man. And after a period of time, that kid is gonna mentally be affected psychologically and emotionally. And then when he goes to school and the teachers say, sit down, F you, go here, go there, you know, I'll do this. And the kids are more threatening. I worked in uh, like four different elementary schools, and I saw and heard some things that I know I would have got uh, a beat down, you know, yeah, <laughs> if I had up. said that to a to adult. Yeah, yeah. So now our kids don't respect our adults. Right. They don't respect the teachers. So you know, here we are. What right. What are we going to do with that situation as well? Right. So the Save program that. Uh, Sheriff Ozzy is launching, it stands for uh, the Sheriff's Anti-Violence Effort. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is they're attempting, they're bringing together resources uh, to help these kids have options for jobs, mm -hmm. equipping them to get into the, the job field. Uh, we're looking at bringing in different programs um, so that these kids have uh options for different activities and things to explore and be a part of. Because you, what, what you're talking about, like with, with the kid that's got ADD and ODD, he needs something to do. You can't just tell that kid, sit down, be quiet, <laughs> yeah. and do your homework. Like That's, that's not, where you get threatened. Right, right. And that's not, gonna, that's not working. No, it's not. We need to have, if we're going to ask them to leave this lifestyle, we got to have something for them to go to. Exactly. So getting the churches involved, getting these youth groups involved, these different um, ministries, Youth for Christ. I just met, uh, do you know Marlon Pratt? No. Okay, so I'm going to connect y'all together too. I just met him last night. But he's got a similar program out of the, um, out of East Central, I think it's the MLK Center. But he's working with kids too. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we need to connect the resources, the groups, the with the law enforcement, um, who's also connected to like um, the probationary offer officers, the judges. Right. They're trying to have a different option for these kids. We need to get churches involved because if we present these to these kids, like, hey, if you change your life and leave this lifestyle, this is what we have to offer you to help you. You got to. But if you don't, then like Sheriff said, then now you fend for yourself. And if you get out there and commit another crime and we catch you, now, now you're not going to have this opportunity and you're going to have to face the charges for your crime. Exactly. I mean, anytime, anytime you, you go into a, uh, address a group of high-risk, dysfunctional kids and you say, well, I need you to stop smoking, I need you to go to school, I need you to pay attention, I need you to behave, be respectful at home, all them components, you know what I mean? They're listening to you, but you have to say... And then you got to follow up with action. And then, you know, we have this after school program where you can go play basketball, football, soccer. You record some music. You can do recording some music. video. You can yeah. do a lot of different things if you stop right. doing XXX. We got to have that. And the thing about it is, is they have to believe. You got to be real about it. Exactly. They yeah. got to believe that what you're telling them can come into in the play. That, and that that's my whole yeah. connection with the kids is they know my change over the tw last 21 years. 
Right. You know what I mean? I don't hide anything from my kids. You know what I mean? On my my gang and criminal activity throughout the years. You know what I mean? Uh, my brother's always saying, you know, God, you know, already knows what you're gonna go through, and when you come out of it, He's gonna utilize that. He already knows what He's gonna what do, He's gonna do with for. you when He when He comes out, and that's yeah. where my assets are. Is, is my life experience Your testimony, man? <laughs> and, and I mean, I can actually say for sixty years, I was a part of being dysfunctional and other people being this well no, i got 21 years clean so maybe 50 you know right. to where i actually you know uh, um, gave people advice on how to be dysfunctional how to yeah. be dishonest you know right. how, yeah. how to you taught as a them. group yes be, as a group right. we need to function in, in this way and this way and i was a part of that even even when uh when i got more and more addicted to alcohol and drugs you know, I was still around dysfunctional people. Right. So I, I know the mentality. You know, I've sat around and, and, and went to and had the same demons, you know, at the same table with other people. Right. And then when I came out of it, you know, I was able to help. First nine years, uh, I was working with adults in rehab. And that's when uh, Maxine, uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters was my mentor, you know, and she showed me the, the political part of treatment. And that's how I got to do the interviews at the White House, because wow. I was advocating for change. I had made some changes. They looked at my history, and they said, if this person can change and do this and another, then I can advocate and other people that get the same help I got coming out in 2000, that, that the next person could do the same thing. That's right. what I believe in. Right. Amen. Um, one of the things I, I really want to highlight, too, to the community because you talked about um, how you guys, so like I didn't grow up in LA, but I know a lot about what you guys, what the guys you talked about, mm -hmm. the different gangs you've mentioned, Tookie Williams, Ray Washington, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like the gang meetings, right. they were happening in other cities in other states around the country, right? right? And so, and, and those were plots Plans, plans yeah. to take over territory yes, sir. Up from other gangs with violence. And, um, and then you talked about shipping work, out of, shipping, shipping drugs out of state, right, to other cities. Right. In order for all of that to happen, there's communication. Yes. Right? There's a certain level of unity in that for, those, for all those operations to take place. Would you agree on that? Oh, sure. I mean, right. So some, the, what, I'm, what I want to point out is that if we're going to save the generation of kids here in Spokane, we have to come together as a community and work together, share our resources, share our knowledge, give these options and opportunities to these kids. Because if we continue to try to do it separately and individually, and then also turn a blind eye and not get involved like it doesn't exist, we're going to lose these kids. Well, like I said uh, the other day, we're already in the hole. Already we're already are. behind. You know, right. uh, I've been here five years. I say we're 10 years behind, you know, because the kids that, that committed the murders and the shootings, you know what I mean, they were 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So that meant when I got here, they were like in Seven, middle school. Yeah. <laughs> they were in middle school, you know, being dysfunctional. We saw, you know, when I first got here, I was working at Logan, right? Mm -hmm. And they sent me over there to work with a kid. He was 10 years old. This kid had three years of rap sheet, 
they printed out for me this kid's rap sheet in school. He had assaults. He had batteries on other students. He had threats of violence. For three years, they let this kid, you know what I mean, go unattended, you know what I mean, and threaten. The last result was he had jumped on the vice principal, and that's when they called me in to work with this kid. It took three years for him to jump on the vice principal for they say, oh, this kid has a problem. Yeah. You know, that don't make no sense to me. I could right. not believe that, yeah. that the school district had waited that Why long they wait that for this long? kid to, to, to just run amok. And then right. when I got it, I've talked to the kid, um, that was back in 2017. He's doing good now. Moved to Cheney with his family. Yeah, he's doing very well. No behavior problems, none of that. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's because of help and the resources, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why we have to start Somebody taking the time to notice Somebody them. taking time. Spend time with them. You know, I, I know this life into them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing about it is, is, is another point we have to start earlier. We have to go. And we somebody get them when has to young. go into the elementary schools, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and find out what's going on. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a kid shut down a middle school earlier this year. And all he said was, I got somebody bringing me some guns and I'm shooting up the whole school. They had to call all the police and SWAT and everybody else to wow. shut it down just because he said that. My thing when I talked to him uh, was, what were you thinking about? Why did you think it was okay? You know, he used to live around the corner uh, from my brother's church, and we knew the whole family, you know. And he said, well, they kept messing with me, and, and I knew if I said that, that, that everybody would uh, everybody would have to stay in their classrooms. And this is what they did. They shut it down. Yeah. And he knew that. Yeah. You know, and that's the mentality that we need to address now. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because, like I said the other day, it takes a whole different type of mentality, a mindset for a kid to, to contemplate and plan, pick up in the gun, going somewhere, pointing the gun, and pulling the trigger. Right. You know what I mean? That is something that's learned over a period of time. Kid doesn't just wake up one day and say, I'm a shooter, or, I'm going to shoot some people. There's right. some things that's happened in that kid's life right. or some people have taught this kid that it's okay to pull the trigger. Right. And it's really demonic, man. It so is. It, it yeah, is. In the spirit realm, what's happening is that that influence, that demonic influence is really feeding to that kid what's already happening in his life. What he, what already, he already sees, sees he's seen, he's and heard is experiencing. It. You know, my brother uh, is always talking about we're in a, uh, spiritual, a spiritual warfare. warfare. So really, that's really what's happening. You know, and we're fighting against, like I said, different, you know, personality demons, yeah. uh, mental demons. You Spiritual know, or what is that? A, uh, a lot of a high lot principalities. Of more, yeah. A lot of more people in Spokane are coming down with mental disorders. You yeah. know what I mean? That's uh, demonic. PTS this and bipolar this and this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and are looking for some type of help, especially to deal with kids. Right. Right. But like you said, it's, 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 I think this is like the third or fourth day that I really believe, because like I said, I've been in politics, I've been doing the gang stuff for years. This is the first time that I actually feel that Spokane and the community is ready to do something. I think, yeah, they're, I think tired, they're, they're tired of you know, it. Or I wouldn't be sitting here. I just don't do, you know, press conferences and interviews and you know i just don't do a whole lot of fat mouthing about what should be done if nothing's going to be done i right. just feel and i prayed on it i spoke to my brother this morning 
And I think right now, uh, because of the brother uh, that was shot over the weekend, uh, I think the city is ready to make some changes and they're going to support, you know, what we're doing. Right. And that way we can kind of put a little pressure on those in, 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 in seats and positions, you know, because this is going to take some funding. I just heard that the city got a whole lot of money to do something with. And I think some of that money should go to uh, community outreach. And and because uh, I know when I worked for the police department in Los Angeles, they paid me to go into the neighborhoods and talk to the families, right. talk to the kids. <clears throat> That's what I've been uh, talking with the chief about, man. Yeah. Like they need to be able to send certain individuals Exactly. Into these places where that's what the that's, police officers can't really get no traction on. And and that's pretty much, you know, we want to believe that the police want to be a part of the community, but that's not a part of their job. And they can only you know do I mean? so much. And they can only do so much. Right. They got rules and regulations they got to follow. But I, I can go. But they also anyway. never, not all of them, if any of them have, have ever lived that lifestyle. True. And so that's, these kids, they know, they gang recognize gang, right? They can see who... Who's who? They know who's who. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest assets we have. You know what I mean? Uh, that that we know where they where they came from. We know where they're going. You know, in right. the in the, in the 12th, that's why my heart breaks, yeah. man. Because I see you see where they're headed. I know where me and my homies have been, and where guys that I know still are, mm -hmm. right? And and I know where we all started. I still have family members getting right. related. <laughs> so I know where it ends up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like. When you spend a whole lifetime in it, it's really hard to get out of it. It's it, not always easy. It is. I mean, uh, but the resources are available, and the we, help is we, there. We're putting together. We're putting together. Even with this, we're going to continue to to uh, to be reaching out. We're going to continue to be vocal, you right. know, about this. This right. is not just something that's going to happen and go away. You know, we're going to continue to talk to whoever we can. You know, knock on anybody's door. Uh, especially politicians, the rules makers, and and, right. and city council, and the people that are in charge of of the funds that Spokane. Spokane is a rich city, you know what I mean. There's no reason why there should be funds that have multiple resources. Shouldn't be just the sheriff department or, or SPD, you know, getting all this money to buy all kind of nice equipment. You know what I mean. Gangs, they generate money. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when a gang does anything and the kid gets arrested, that money, you know what I mean, there's money that the police department gets. You know, same way in Los Angeles. That's right, why right. there that, yeah, always on, be man. gangs talk, in, 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 in Los Angeles. I'm telling you right now, don't, Some people ever, don't, want it don't to go away. ever think that gangs are going away because gangs generate money. All the new equipment the, that police departments buying, all the, the DEA, the, the, yeah, all the nice guns they got, and all the whipping. Have you ever seen one of those task force guys? They got a whole body full of different weapons. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All kind of new gadgets that they got. Yeah. All that money is coming from to fight gangs. You know, gangs and, and drugs. Yeah. Gangs and drugs. You know right. what I mean? Right. So let's take some of that money. You know, and get some community members together to do some suppression. Right. You know what I mean? Because we live with these people. Most right. of most police officers, they don't live in the community. Yeah. They do their thing and go somewhere way away. Yeah. And just like in Los Angeles, most police officers have their own communities where everybody's a police. Yeah. So they protect their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Beverly Hills, Hollywood, yeah. they have their own department and 
Nobody goes up in there. I don't. No gang <laughs> goes up in Beverly Hills or Hollywood or Brentwood or Bel Air. You know what I mean? Or certain parts in the valley. You know, like Calabasas is where where the uh, what's them rich people? Uh, the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Kanye and all them. You know, live up in the no gang goes up in there. Right. You know, so where the money people are, they're safe. And and what I do know this is anytime something used to slide their way, they would call and the police would come in and smash it. Yeah. You know, believe me, uh, one of the reasons why they really want this gang violence and all this to stop because it's happening downtown now. That that young man that lost his life last week was downtown. A lot of people from South Hill with money come downtown. They're trying to keep that out of That's there. right. That's yeah. right. You're not going to uh, uh, come business. down and mess up the businesses yeah. where they come and they kick back and they lounge outside and they go to the movies and the theaters. You're not going to interfere with that. They're going to put put pressure on the police, gang task force. They're going to give them money. You know what I mean? Hey, you guys make need to Make this go away. Yeah, you might make this go away. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, rich, folk, rich, rich folks... You know what I mean? Need to come down here and enjoy and spend their money. Right, right. That's just how it works. You know what yeah. I mean? I, California, I know how it works. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and now it's happening in Spokane. Right, right. But get, getting back to the resources, there are people that want to invest in what we're doing. Yeah. That want to invest in helping kids. You know, just like I remember when uh, when Floyd was killed and the Black Lives Matters. All that was going on for a few days, for a few weeks, and then it died off. I ain't heard nothing in, in months about Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? What happened to all the hoopla? What happened to all the money that was generated? You know what I mean? We lost, what, two, three, four more black lives since Floyd? Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah. Nothing has happened. You know, nothing. nobody talks about it much anymore. Right. That's not the big news no more. You know what I mean? It seems like people jump on the bandwagon when it happens, and then slowly as it goes away, people move on and do their own things. Right. You know, we are we are trying to create support for the kids that's going to last from now on. Right. It's never going to go away. Right. Because, you know? but I don't think a lot of people connect the issue to like these kids start off in gangs at an early age, um, and what else it leads to. I was right? ten. Right. I was I was 13, yeah, 14. I was 10. <clears throat> and so what it leads up to, leads into more drug drug sales, more drug dealing. Yeah. Um I know that and then all that led into more violence. Domestic violence comes into play. Yeah. And eventually human trafficking which in in these neighborhoods, these environments in here, we, in Spokane. we call it pimping, right? Pimping and prostitution, pimping mm -hmm. and hoeing. Mm -hmm. Right? So all of that comes from Starting out in a, being involved in games, right. like from what I've experienced, what I've seen, like and the dudes that put me on the pimping, human trafficking, they were all gang members. Mm -hmm. Before there were anything else, they were gang members that became drug dealers, that became killers, that became yeah, you know what I'm saying, uh, domestically violent. Then eventually, pimping happens, yeah, or it happens early on. You know what I'm saying, like. All these other issues that are going on, you don't like the homeless problem here in Spokane and the drug problem here in Spokane. Well, if we, if we don't do nothing about it, these these young boppers, man, that are 14 bopping people, 
They're going to grow up to become and contribute to more of what we see right yeah. now. Everything, everything that's happened is escalating. All the problems that we're yeah. having is yeah. escalating. Yeah. There, there, there has been no suppression, so things are escalating uh, as, as time goes on and, until we can put some things together uh, to address what's going on in the communities. Uh, it's, safe, it's unsafe. You mentioned something about a lady talked about. Yeah, I was it in Walmart. Safe. I was talking to my brother-in-law today. He got a 14, 15-year-old son. He, he doesn't let him go anywhere. My brother, uh, I have a nephew. Don't go anywhere by themselves. Really pick and choose where the kids go. I have other people that I know that that go. Just like Latrice was saying the other day, you know, she keeps a close watch on her kids. You know, what I mean, this is a this this is an unsafe city. Spokane right. is unsafe for teenagers, uh, mostly males. Right. You know. And not just them, though, because other people in the community, are, like that lady, man, she was like... Well, she's affected. You know, it's a yeah. trickle-down system. And she lives up north. Yeah, it's a trickle-down system. Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing about it is, is, is if the kids are dysfunctional, then uh, the rest of the family is affected, the neighbors affected, you know, the people around the corner are affected. You know, gangs, once they establish something, it affects the whole neighborhood. You know what I mean? When I first started, we had the pro projects. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of people in the projects at that time. When I moved to Compton, same thing. Our whole neighborhood was covered and connected. You know what I mean? But we were a good neighborhood. You know what I mean? Right. If you look from the outside, we were a good neighborhood. But at night, you know, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, I went out, you know, and did other things. Yeah. And created other things. You know, and our kids now, to me, are staying outside later and later. Oh, major. You know, when I was coming up, you know, I had to sneak out, you know, after, light, after the lights get home, on. Get home before, before the, the lights come on. Get home before the lights come on. And then and when my out. parents went to sleep, then mm -hmm. I would sneak out and go back and do my thing. Right. You know, these kids now, I can't believe it. You know, 13, 14, they're 15. They're doing whatever. They're just out and about, you know, yeah. which is not good. We don't have anything for them to do. That's the problem. You know, in L.A., we started incorporating options uh, nightlife. We had nightlife. You know, the gangs controlled the parks in Los Angeles. So what we did is we went in and talked to them and said, from 3 to 7 or 3 to dark, we need the park. And they gave us the park. So right after school, kids could go to the park, and just before it got dark, they would go home. Gangs would come in and take their park over. Yeah. And we had no problem with that. Do your thing. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? Crazy. But let, let us work with these kids and keep instilling good and positive in these kids for the daylight. And then they go yeah, home. Yeah. We I need something like that here. Right. I feel like at a certain point, man, <clears throat> when you're doing enough during you get caught up enough, you begin to feel like you want something different. You want something more. Well, we gotta, we gotta, but we have to, we have to supply that. Right, you right, know? exactly. And I think that that's why those gangs. Leaders were willing to work with because you. Because we supplied it. <laughs> well, because you, they knew, like, deep down you really don't want no no kid getting caught up where you're at, where right. you can't get out because of it. Because they had family members. I mean, right. I had a couple of shot right. callers. Their, their grandsons were in my program. Yeah. And they're like, Will, man, if you can help my grandson, man, not to be like me, I appreciate it's it. Exactly. That, that's and, what I'm saying. Like, is, yeah. You know, and, and when when you get to that point, man, some guys, some dudes never change. Yeah. You know, and we're trying to save as many of these kids as we can. As we can, yes, sir. You know, you know. so um, you t you talked about funding. We need to get funding. Mm -hmm. 
I believe. I understand that, the city has a bunch of money. Right. We just have to find out where it is and get some. And how we get to it. How right? we get to how it. How do we get to the money? <laughs> That's where I hope Phil is working right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like we we gotta figure a way to get some of these elected officials in our like to understand to see that we got a problem, man. This is a crisis amongst our youth. Well, I, I know for a fact that that Sheriff Ozzy, you know, ha, has enough pull. Yeah, the to, sheriff and the yeah, chief he's the and, sheriff, and Phil, you know, he Phil just, Tyler. He yeah. just he just needs to get the chief on board. Yeah, you know and the chief I mean? is on board. I just don't think he was able to make it to the press conference. Oh, that okay. Day. Yeah, chief needs to make some moves. You know what I mean? Uh, to put some of us out on the streets to to help in the community. Because we're down here uh, on I the ground level. The city, I guess, because you got the city and the county. Yeah. You know, uh, there's nobody, and I know that for a fact, there's nobody from SPD, there's nobody from law enforcement that actually works the streets and goes into the communities and talks to these families. You know, I have about three friends that I know for sure uh, that work for SPD, gang task force, that actually go into the community. But that's three or four out of the whole force. Is that is that um, Officer Carr and Valdez? Mike Carr is a director. He, you know, he. I know okay. Mike Carr. I've okay. worked with Mike Carr. You know Valdez? Yeah, I, that's who I'm talking about. I didn't want to just throw no names yeah, out there. Yeah. But Valdez is the best community law enforcement officer I know, him and Big Ed Richardson. But we need more people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We need, we need somebody that's actually not, you know, working for the police department. But I know SPD, just like any other police station, has uh, funds, stipends, they used to call them in, uh, in L.A., you know, to pay somebody. I've been trying to get Chief Mito to, uh, to, to put me on as a stipend to go in the communities for about three years. Wow. No response. I've called him, no response, no response. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Whatever his reason is, he doesn't want anybody, maybe any, anybody of color, Going into the neighborhoods, uh, uh, doing any suppression, right? Uh, at all, but that's not going to stop us right now. Right now, right now, for right now, right now, too much can happen for yeah. for for uh, us to to avoid what we need to do. And I think that's where the, all this other money that that sheriff was talking about, you know, uh, is going to come into play to put together. You know, I already got an offer from. Uh, from somebody that has a, a, a grant, you know, 501B or something 501C3. like that. 501C3. C3. They the, have the one. They said, well, all you got to do is come up with a board, a name, and then we'll, we'll, they're, gonna, they're willing to write grants for me. So you got a grant writer. You just need to yeah. come up with a, a, a nonprofit. Well, I have somebody that has one. Okay. But, but they have other businesses. So what it says, I need a board. That could be me, you, it could be the grant writer, it yeah. could be Phil. You know, I already talked to Phil about it, you know, uh, to form the board. And then I have a grant writer who's willing to write the grants. And there's money up there. So if we can write grants, get our own money, we ain't got to worry about, you know, uh, Milo or anybody in that position helping us out. Right. That way we can do it, you know what I mean, and, and, and don't be restricted by politics. Yeah, you yeah. know, because it's always the politics. We don't have this to do that and this to do that. Well, you say you want to stop the murders. You say you want to stop the shootings and the violence. You know what I mean? I know for a fact all police departments got pocket money. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've worked for big city police. You can't tell me that they don't have no funding. 
I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've, I've listened to that for four years, and now I'm just tired of listening to the excuses. Yeah. Well, there'll be other meetings, and um, I've had some meetings with the chief. I'm trying to figure out some stuff, too, so I'll be coordinating more of that because we need to figure out how we can come together and, mm -hmm. and work together and help yeah. each other. Yeah. And whatever the differences are, we got to learn to put that stuff aside, man, yeah. because just like you talked about, man, being on the inside and growing up in it mm -hmm. and being a part of, of the Crip gang is all around the world. Around the world. Nationwide. Like, like three bloods, times around the world. And the Bloods, because actually uh, uh, the Bloods broke off from the Crips. From the Crips, yeah. Exactly. Way back in the day. Well, decades ago. I was ago. there when it happened. Yeah, so like what this, happened is Raymond it spread Washington, so much. Raymond Washington had a fight. With a guy named Puddin who lived on a, on, on Piru. Piru was about four blocks from where I live. Remy came down to play some football in the park. Them guys came with us. They were friends of mine. Went to the park, played football. Raymond and Puddin got into a fight. And Puddin lost the fight. Raymond was a good fighter. But they were mad at us because we didn't jump in and help them. So the next day, we saw them. They said, man, we ain't, we ain't running with you guys no more. And they started Pyru. That's how Pyru Blood started. And then it just yeah. grew from there. And so it grew. It like grew from you, there, yeah. It's oh, yeah. all around the world. It's laps around the world. Exactly. There's so many of them. Exactly. And so, like, if we can't come together to deal with what's going on here in Spokane, then, like, our impact is minimal. And I'm, I'm seeking maximum impact. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I believe today... You know what I mean? That that it can happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the more we're vocal and visible that and talking about the multiple resources that we have for these kids. Uh, you know, school is starting uh pretty soon. Uh, you know, we're yeah. gonna need uh because I mean I, I'm not a prophet, but I foresaw this problem coming when I got here in two sixteen. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, and I told some people down at the school district that Come September, we're going to see a tsunami uh, of behavior that's never been saw in, in, schools. Uh, in schools ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the uh, what, year and a half, two years uh, because of COVID. Right. Uh, the lack of good, positive companionship. You know what I mean? Uh, the lack of behavior modification that, that usually is going around. And... Uh, and the mental disorders that our kids are coming through with. Yeah. All of that combined is going to cause multiple, multiple problems on campuses where, you know, two kids can shut down a classroom. One. One. There you go. Right. right. And, and right now there is no solution for that. You right. I mean? And that's why we need the community to come together. We, we need, need a community. We need to bring and highlight the different organizations and ministries and yes, groups yes. that people can volunteer and get a part, become a part of. And kids can and, have somewhere to go after school. Right, right. But yeah. we need the community to get involved because if we get the kids to come there, mm -hmm. we need the mentorship. We need mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the relationships. We need people there, right, to, mm -hmm. to help um, bring these kids out of a, a lifestyle that is destructive. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said at the press conference, man, there's – there's so many, so many differences amongst all of us as people. Mm -hmm. We can continue to try to do this separately. We can try to do this on our own. It's not going to work. It's never going to work, man. And, like, we can also continue to leave God out of it 
and see how far we get with that. Because even that's that never going to work. You know, that ain't going to work. That's never going to work. So uh, I come with I come with Jesus, man. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm still me, though, right? Right. And so, you you got to be. I mean, because Jesus has you where you are doing what he wants you to do. For so a reason. You, you, yeah, you can't discount Jesus. No, no. But that's what I'm yeah, saying I, yeah. to the community is that if we discount him, right. We're, oh, we're we not gonna. We're, we're in deeper trouble. We're in be, deeper trouble because it's already on the on the climb, right? The gang killings, it's, domestic it's, violence, yep. suicide, yep. and human trafficking is all of these things. Drug addiction, abuse, all of these things are just steady climbing. Steady climbing. So steady climbing. Bringing yeah. all the people together as much as we want to, mm-hmm. but if we discount Jesus Christ, man, yeah. we, we still don't have a chance. We still don't have a chance. We'll, we'll ruin it ourselves. Yeah. As know, people, left around devices, you know. Uh, we got plenty of resources. I know, uh, uh, and we can't leave out the young young women. Uh, a minister at our church, uh, Minister Jamie Stacy, has a program called Swag, S W A G E. You know, uh, strong women achieving greatness, and 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 she's helped hundreds of uh, 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 young ladies. You know what I mean? Deal with whatever issues that that they might yeah. have. Uh, yeah. And that's that's another resource. That we're going to be allowed to use, you know. And your, because, uh, Pastor Sean's got one too, right? Uh, mentoring today's youth. Yeah, mentoring today's M- youth. MTY. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just a couple of them, right? You know, and then add on, you know, this one and that one. Uh, like you're saying, the faith-based community, uh, all these churches. Man, I'm trying to get the churches involved, man. I'm like, there's way too many churches out here. For for everybody to just be hiding out inside and <laughs> not want to get involved or just chalking it up like they made their decision, they got to deal with it. Like that's not how Jesus worked, man. Exactly. Imagine if Jesus said that to to all of us. But you know one thing I do. He said, he, well, imagine if he said, "Man, they made their decision. I'm not going on a cross for these fools." Right, right. But we'll be know, we'll be but, dumb. <laughs> but Sean, one thing I understand, and one thing that's gonna be worked on as well is the fear factor. You know what I mean? Man. The fear factor. Keeps a lot of churches Talk to away yeah. from the actual problem. You know, if not, if you bring it to the church, you know what I mean? Oh, they'll pray for you, hallelujah, and all that if you come to the church. But I don't know. I know our program, uh, uh, Pastor Sean Davis, we have two programs. Uh, one is Labor of Love, uh, which my sister runs. Uh, and then we have our street outreach program, which... We go out and give out water since there's been a lot of problems with the heat, yeah. you know. And I know, being an ex addict, that you know when you're using drugs and alcohol, you become very, very dehydrated, dehydrated. and thirsty. So every like every two or three days, we take cases, cases of water downtown and just give them out to anybody we see that's homeless. Right. We do this all the time. That's another part of our our ministry, you know. And we're gonna keep on looking for things to go out in the community to do. You know what I mean? Because Jesus is the answer. You know, we need Come to let them know, you know. Jesus is the is answer. The answer. Right. And uh, right now, uh, the water and stuff uh, that we give away, man, is, it's a huge impact. You know, you'd be surprised when you see the look on people's face when you offer them a bottle of water. You know what I mean? And because they spent their last dime on a hit. Right. You know, they let, spent their last dollar on a hit. Right, you know what I mean. To where they're driving, what we used to call cotton mouth. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I know. Uh, barely talk, you know, because like, drugs and yeah, yeah, yeah. And we come up with water, you know what I mean? 
It's the uh, answer to their prayer. Exactly. Right. Jesus is the answer because right. Jesus sent us out there. Right. You know what I mean? That's how we they got knew, to it. They know they made the wrong decision choosing to spend their money on that than well, what of, they of need. Of course they do. So it's a silent answer. It's, a, it's an answer to a silent prayer. Yeah. You know, but you it's, know not, it's, it's not us, uh, up to us to judge nah, man. why they got caught mouth. No, We right. know why they got caught mouth. Yeah, we still got to give them. Our jobs, you know what I mean, working for Jesus is to go out there and pass out them bottles of water. Right, so with these kids, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's our jobs to love them. To love them, uh, and show to, them, you know, Yeah, encourage them and, and empower, you know, it's really just love them. Because you know. So uh, that's one of the things I really want to start trying to get into also, man, like what can the commute, the neighborhoods do? The, the residents on their street, what can they do? They know that this family's over here struggling, right? And they're suffering, they're going through things and the kids are doing, how do you, how can we help them to love on these kids? Well, once, once we actually start getting more support and what we're doing, and I, and I know we're gonna get a lot after this, this show, because <clears throat> I've already got calls from people that want to get involved. Right. Then we can start maybe having larger meetings. Yeah. And our church. We just start moving around, exactly. having little meetings, there, like how the how yeah. the gangs have meetings. Yeah. We, we need, we to, need have to have meetings. meetings. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, because our church is always willing to help feed. You know right. what I mean? If we right. find out, like you said, we go into a neighborhood and say, you know, who needs this, that, and nothing. They say, oh, yeah, well, we could use some canned goods, dry goods, or whatever. Our church has abundance of stuff that boxes that we pass out. See, and that's, so that 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 right. is not a problem. See, Once we find out whether the problem is, we have solutions that Jesus right. is the answer. Your church is like is that way because of the background of his leaders. That's it, right? Pretty you know much. what I'm saying. And so, yeah. a, a problem that I see in a lot of other churches is that the leadership, even even the the lead pastor, they 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 didn't grow up in this in these environments, right? With these backgrounds, and so. I feel I could be wrong, but this is from my observation and even my experience that a lot of these these church leadership teams overlook the value and the gifts and talents of a person or a ministry within their own church that has influence in the streets, that has impact in the streets. Mm -hmm. So they don't pour into them. They don't get involved, or they don't get behind them and support them. Because if you don't, if not everybody knows how to go into the community, but you got some people in your street, in your church that know how to do that, mm -hmm. you need to put some resources behind them, support them, and empower them to go out into the community to do work for Jesus in the community. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, no, but no, I no, see no, that no, very no. vividly. I, I follow you now because I, I see what, that very vividly. What, what came to mind is that. Uh, is my brother, Pastor Sean, just one day, I forgot, two, three weeks ago, it just, it just got put it on his heart that we needed to do more in our community around where the church is, right? We have yeah. our own neighborhood. And, and he decided that, you know, we're going to have a, a, a neighborhood day. Barbecue. Yes. You heard about that? I pulled up. I was with. I was with. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. You did come over with there with Papa Keith Jones. Exactly. So, so, <laughs> were so, you there? I was there. Yeah. I think I met so, you that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so 
My brother got a, a water water slide, a yeah, big water slide. He had the island he, boys playing volleyball. He, he, he playing a local he barbe- island reggae he barbecued. music. We had the, the Marshallese kids there yeah. in the neighborhood with other people. And we just threw on a big community day. And he's going to be doing that maybe every other month. And then we're going to implement a, a, a movie night. Right. Where where he's gonna you know buy whatever and then have a screen out there and invite the neighbors. See that's the type of thing that 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 Pastor Sean is putting together to bring the community to the church, if just only to enjoy fellowship, the, the fella, the, the festivities. The fe- yeah, knowing right. that hey, you know what, we can go down we can here go and to have our a good church. Time. Yeah, right. That's yeah. how they he gonna yeah. build relationships and trust. Yeah. in his community. In his community. I from another thing I've seen is like. There's no trust in the churches out here, man, or or even in other cities, where like, because I'm in I'm in conversations about the game the game violence, I'm in conversations about the human trafficking, mm-hmm. and I'm in conversations about the domestic violence with people that are of like position of influence and power in our communities, mm-hmm. and there's there's zero church presence in these meetings. Mm. And it's been like that for a very long time. So I'm seeing a lot of organizations, groups, people in the community trying to make change. And they don't expect nothing from the churches. Wow. That's sad, man. That breaks my heart. That frustrates me. Like how how can we be how can we call ourselves followers of Jesus in the church and then be okay that our community can't even they won't they won't even come to us for help. So now the churches also are playing catch up and trying and needing to rebuild relationship and trust in our community. In the communities. Right? Like that that's just crazy to me, man. In the schools, in the politics, in all of these is in the in these areas and spaces and places where issues are are happening that are destroying families. Even just in the community, people don't trust the church. I'm like, what does that say about Jesus, man? That's crazy. And yeah, it, it is sad, you know. And, and and I'm not okay with that, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm I don't I know a few few other pastors, but you know, uh, for me, you know, I stay focused on on whatever uh, you know Jesus is the answer is doing, and what you know my brother suggests that we do, you right, know, as, right. as members of the church, and and we're all in. You know, anytime he makes a suggestion or has an idea or, 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 you know, God sends him a message to do X, 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 we all, we all in. See, and that's just, that's we, another. We all in and we I just see take it. off. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I also see it in a way that a big reason why a lot of these, a lot of Christians aren't in the community active, actively doing something in their very neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Is because their pastors don't go out into the community either. So if your pastor is not doing it and talking about it, if he if he's if he's not being about it, then neither are the people gonna be about it either. And that's painful. It is painful, man. It's <laughs> yeah. hurtful, man. It it really is, man, because people are dying out here. Mm-hmm. They're suffering, they're struggling, and they're going to hell because they don't know the savior of the world, right? And they want help. They don't know where to get help. And they don't, they don't trust anybody, yeah. including the church, right? And some of these kids, when their families totally break down 
and they have a decision to make on where they're going to go, if it's between the church and the gang, they're going to choose the they're gang. They're going to choose the gang. Off top, yeah. automatically. I mean, like I said, being there from the beginning, man, and, and I just, I was one of those type of guys, man. I was always very personal, you know what I mean? And I could always see what the next guy might need, you right. know what I mean? We had a big family, myself, so we always had a little extra, you know. And, and, and say my friend needed a little extra this, or extra that, extra that. I could always kind of help out. And, and what it did was it, it caused them to be indebted to me. You know right. what I mean? To see that I cared more than people they live with because the people they live with didn't provide the little right. extra. So their loyalty became onto yes. you. Yes, yes. And that's what's happening now in, in our communities. Not saying that the parents... You know, aren't giving the kids all they some need. Some of them aren't. And some of them aren't, you yeah, know, because you got be single parents just trying to do the best they can do. Right. Uh, but in the kids' mind, and what we do suffer from a lot up here in Spokane is teen entitlement, to where the teenagers just think parents owe them stuff. Right. Or the, the, the grandparents or whoever the guard, or the city or the school district. You know what I mean? They just feel like, you know, they don't have to really put in the work to get, you know, what was what they want. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was told, you know, hey, you go to school, you get your education, me and your mama got the rest of this. You know what I mean? Right. And we never wanted or needed anything in my family. See. You know. See, so I believe that when you started to provide needs for some of your homies mm -hmm. and you saw how they became loyal to you, Satan got a hold of you. Oh yeah. And you were able to use that for further death and destruction, yeah. right? And so, and that still gets provided for in in other environments around our community, around in different states other than in LA. Yeah. So when there's no church out there, there's no man of God out there saying, hey, I see you need this or that. Um, I got that for you, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. when you show that kind of love and support, that's what leads these kids to Jesus, man. Yeah. That's what leads them back to love. And that's what's going to bring But if we are not out there doing that, and the gangsters out there doing that, the drug oh. dealers out there doing that, yeah. they get tied up. That's the rest of their life, dog. Mm -hmm. yeah. Them kids get in it at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, and that's the rest of their life right there. Yeah. And even at a time if they want to get out of it, they take steps and make decisions that don't allow them to just leave now. To just leave now. Now you yeah. just don't, you can't just walk away now. Yeah. You know, so, I don't know, I guess that's just my plea to to the Christians out there that, that are that are listening, man, like, even if your pastor ain't doing it, man, I feel like, who do you follow? Your pastor, you follow Jesus. Because mm -hmm. even if my pastor don't go out into the streets, I got no choice, man, because that's where my father's at, and you I follow go. him. You know who I goes out him. there regular? Uh, Victory Outreach. Yeah. I see him down there in Skid Row all the time, down there with the homeless all the time. Yeah. You know, and they, then, you know, their pastor passed away, uh, Pastor Marino, but they're still going out there. They're still he's, giving he's, back. He, he discipled them to exactly, do that. Exactly, exactly. Him and my brother were, were real, real, real close. My brother uh, did, did his services. Wow. You know, that man really, really helped those that were down and out. And, and now his parishioners still following his lead. His wife is following his lead. So yeah. we need more people that's willing to, to go down there and, and get down there in, and in, do in, in the pits. 
so right. to speak. You know what I mean? And, and if you're not willing to go, and, and I don't expect every pastor, right, to just be out there like that, right. but equip your people to go out there like that. Notice, take notice, be mm -hmm. discerning of who comes from the streets that has a heart for those in the streets mm -hmm. and disciple that man or that yeah. woman. Equip them. Yeah. Right? Empower them and send them out. Yeah, empower them. I like that because the last time we went downtown, I went with uh, two sisters in the church and, uh, and, and their kids. And their kids. Got a little boy, and, and, and Quincy. And, and he was riding with me. And as soon as we would pull up, he would jump out and grab bottles of water. And I think he's about seven, eight, nine years old and just was giving them to the homeless people. You know what I mean? I, when I saw that, I like, that's what we need yeah. more and more of. A right. kid that from the heart, just, just as pure as you can be. He's being raised in it. Exactly, because he's raised, because his parents, you know yeah, what I mean, come to yeah. our church. His yeah. parent has him involved in church. So I didn't have to prompt him. He knew we were going to feed the homeless or pass out water to the homeless, and he was down. How old is he? He's about eight or nine. Right, <laughs> I see. Yeah. You so know? He, he's already being already. raised in it. Already. So he know what to do Already. With it. You know what I mean? And he yeah. knows it's giving back. He knows there's there's no, he's not looking for any reward or any payments. Right. You know what I mean? And he said, told me when I took him back home, he said, you know, when we going again? You know, he, he wants to go <laughs> he's again. Ready. Yeah, he's, he's ready. ready. You know? And I believe God's raising up those people that go right back into the community to do work. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're going to wrap up, man. <laughs> um but we're gonna continue the conversation. It's not gonna stop. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, they need to hear. We need to keep putting it out of there. And, and, right. and it's not like, you know what I mean, we just bumping our gums. You nah, know, we're putting man. in action and we're gonna keep on right. putting it out there right. that this is a major problem, you know what in I mean? In our community. And we don't wanna right. see another young person Lose die their life. Right. because we're sitting back just waiting on uh uh funds or or or, or Who's gonna do this and who's gonna do that? Right, right. Yeah. See, in the world we come from, man, like you can't, you better be about it. You, you can't speak about, about it. it. Don't be, That's don't right. speak about it. Be about be it. Be about it, man. You get your car pulled real quick. Real quick. Real, real quick. quick and, and, yeah. And so, like, and once you get your car pulled, you can't really do much after Not that. Not much you can do after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how to implement that into this, this life now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like, we need people to be about what. They say they're about right, and I think God's so, God's gonna. Send he's us sifting people. all that. He's, he's already sending that. us people. I already get right. phone calls. I know we're gonna get some more from here. You know what I mean? That people see that maybe for the first time this year, you know, back to back, people actually stating what they want to do, how we need community help, how we need the parents help. You know what I mean? I already got a list of parents that's willing to come to the table and meet. What can we do, Will? What can we Let's do? Let's do it, man. I got, I got a couple of business owners. Right. You know what I mean? A friend of mine, he comes from Compton as well. Has his own place out there. It's called the Soul Food Lounge. You know what I mean? Over on uh, Sprague and Altima. He's willing to, to help out. He wants to help the youth, you know, because of his past See, so as all these are coming together, yes, I'm yes. a part of another group of people that are bringing the community together to raise awareness on the... The human trafficking problem, oh, okay, okay. and it's called uh, Spokane Cast mm -hmm. Community Against Sex Trafficking. Right. As these things, these groups are growing, I want to bring us all together to, right. because it's all it's all a part of the same problem. And everybody has their specialty, right? Yeah, it's all a part of the same problem because it's all demonic, right? Right. It's all a, a 
evil strategy from Satan to destroy our youth and to destroy, destroy our city. Mm-hmm. So, and they all stem out of the same places. Right. So we're in a fight. Yeah, we're we're in a fight. Yeah, and, you know I've always always uh you know been been up for a good fight. Yeah, for a good squabble. Yeah, a, we used to call squabble, it back in the yeah. day. We used to call squabble. it back in the day. So, <laughs> but you know I, I know that it takes it takes a village. Even when I was gang banging, it was a bunch of us. You know, and yeah. we got, all got together. You know what I mean to do what we were doing. Now that you know we're in a different life, different lifestyle, we we got to go back to that. We need, we, 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 we need to gang up on, <laughs> we gang need to gang up on, on these demons. <laughs> gang up on these demons. Yeah. <laughs> Cursed off a demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, I appreciate you having me here, and, and uh, I'll be willing to come anytime you need me to come here, man. I appreciate that, Talk man. about whatever. Yeah. Sammy, can you put my number up? Yeah, I'll be a doctor. Or put it up right, right now because I'm about to say so, please, my email. Cause really, man, like like you said, we gotta put ourselves out there. People need when they when they hear and can they, they put see mine up too. Huh? Can they put my number up? Yeah. Can you throw this other number up too? Three two three 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 eight nine eight zero one. Three two three 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 eight nine eight zero one. William Davis. William Davis. Yeah. So, man, help. Can, if you guys, man, all it takes is a click and a share of this video. To help us get the word out. Yeah. Um, our community needs it. The, the youth needs it. Um, it's it's not really that hard to get involved. No. There's a lot of resources out there, um, and there there's a group of us that are involved that can point you into different directions or to different groups, mm-hmm. um, resources, programs, resources to get involved in, and even for the kids to get help too. So my number is up there. My name is Sean. Um, Will Davis's number is going to be popping up next. Give us a call, text us, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're available. We're out here, um, and we can't do it alone. Not at all. We we need to build a team. We need a squad to be able to, you know, change the future for our kids and for the city of Spokane. So thank you for tuning in. I know that was a long conversation, but uh, <laughs> these hard conversations they're not quick. Yeah, they're not always easy. Yeah, but um, the healing and the growth that comes out of it, and the educational is, part, and and yeah, yeah, the learning, which I feel like that's all a part of the growth. It's it's worth it. it. Yeah, it's worth it. You know, like I said, the community want needs to know. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes they need to know what they're dealing with. You know, right. it's not just uh, uh, you got a bad kid. You know what I mean? Duh. No, it goes way, way farther than right, that. Right, right. You know? So one of the things I'm working on is is shooting a documentary in the next year. I got a grant from Spokane Arts to be able to do that mm-hmm. on the youth and why they're doing what they're doing. Right. Because I think that I know that they're misunderstood. Yeah. And people Miseducated. Well, misguided, all of that. Yeah. But they're misunderstood by everybody else on oh, the yeah, outside yeah, looking yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, people, yeah. Right? And, and, and if people knew more had a deeper insight as to why these kids do what they do, I think that will break down any anything around any walls around their hearts that keep them from wanting to help. To help. And getting involved. Yeah. Right? Because No, that's a good point. That's so, a good point. Because there's a lot of people out there with money that yeah. that could give, but right. don't give because they really don't understand the what's importance, going on. Right. The important, or and then the there's important. there's people that don't got money 
but they have a heart for it, but they also don't know where to go to help, to how to get involved. How, to get how involved. can I help? There you go. Right. There so there's always so there's a, both components. There's a people place with for the money all of need that. to know, and people without money that just want to give the heart and the help. We can use we all, need that. all of that. All that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm gonna need your help yeah. in putting this hey, this documentary together, you man. Got it, man. Because I I believe that these kids need to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. I got some kids that's willing to step up. Okay. Graduates from high school, but they were gang members when I met them. And right. they said, Will, you know, you need us, let us know. Okay. They're willing to put it out there, how they used to be and how they are now I due see. to services, support. See, that's the other belief. part I want to share. Yeah, because that this part, is that what part. it looks like. Yeah, after. Yeah. Once you get, if they get the help, right, the attention, the love, man, yeah. you're worth it, bro. Jesus loves you. Yeah. You got a plan and a purpose for your life. Exactly. And it's not death and destruction. It's not suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, but if they don't get that opportunity... And we lose them yeah. forever. And we lose one, we lose a whole generation, yeah. a, a family well, a whole legacy. A crew, a family. You a know, family because, legacy. Because I tell people all the time, you know, I, I realized later on that everything I did affected my family. Oh, you know, I had seven brothers and sisters and my mother and father. I had uncles and aunties. And every time I went and got incarcerated, you know, I was thinking also all about me, man. I got to figure out a way to get out. I got to get a lawyer, this, that, and other. I was never, ever thinking about how this affected my family, man. Right. You know, it was all about me, you know. And in recovery, we say when you're drinking and using and committing, you know, crime, you become selfish, self-seeking, and self-centered. Right. I didn't think about what I was doing to my family. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. You know, until later on when I learned that 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 I was just taking away time from them to be selfish. I was being selfish. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, and kids think, okay, if I'm hanging out with my gang, then my family don't matter. Yeah. Because this is my family now. Right. Which is, is or, not. Or sometimes it's the other way around. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna chill with them because my family don't care. Yeah. Because don't nobody else care. So we need to get them back into the family-minded mode, I call right, it. Right, the mindset, yeah. The mindset, the family-minded yeah. mode. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> thank you, brother. Oh, hey, thank man, you, I appreciate man. you, man. I appreciate you. Ooh, it's on now. It's on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up. Hey, wrap thank up. you, Spokane. Um, I think it's, I know it's time, and I know that, that you're ready and that you can do this because you have done it. Spokane's done it. They've saved my life. Mm-hmm. People See? in Spokane saved my life. Yeah. When I could have just went back to what Will and I have been talking about this whole time. So um, don't ever think that you can't, that Spokane can't come back from where we're at. Yeah. As long as you got Jesus Christ, you can come back from anything. Anything. Everything. So we're going to wrap up to the next time. God bless you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You good?